everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Dan Pardo, and this is Pardo's Turn, my ongoing podcast and web series where I analyze a classic show tune from a music director's point of view, and with the help of a special guest, perhaps shed some light on what makes the gems of our musical theater canon so great. In this episode, I am so happy to reconnect with the fantastic Catherine Porter, whom I met years ago doing a production of the unauthorized autobiography of Samantha Brown, but whom I just saw recently alongside my previous Pardo's Turn guest Elizabeth Ward-Land in the Linda Ronstadt tribute, Still Within the Sound of My Voice. Catherine has had a fascinating and eclectic performance career touring the world, both with theatrical stage productions and as a backup singer with the Brian May Band of Queen. As a singer-songwriter herself, Catherine has recorded several solo albums of both covers and original material, and also has a folk band, Shotgun Wedding. Some of her biggest stage roles include Only the Lonely on the West End, Sunset Boulevard opposite Hugh Jackman, and Next to Normal on Broadway, standing by for the role of Diana. Today we are going to explore a bit of Diana's signature song, I Miss the Mountains. For those unfamiliar with Next to Normal, the Pulitzer Prize-winning rock musical by Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkey centers around a suburban mother struggling with bipolar disorder and the effects that the disease, along with depression, grief, psychotherapy, and a heavy dose of medication, has on her and her family. I Miss the Mountains is a heart-wrenching testimony of how Diana feels numb to the world as a result of her daily pill regimen. It beautifully captures her battle between finding functional stability and losing that divine spark that makes her life worth living. Much like what we discovered in For Forever from Dear Evan Hansen, the song starts out in a fog of suspended chords, which, given her daily cocktail of medication, makes a whole lot of sense. She's safe and harmless in this haze of harmonic ambiguity, but she's also devoid of any drama. There's no tension in the chords, no opportunity for emotional highs and lows. The introduction has neither the melancholy of the jazz age, the histrionics of opera, nor the grit and power of rock. Just a tranquil folk verse sung freely and wistfully in accordance to Kit's initial tempo marking. Melodically, the verse is also pretty sedate, staying within a single octave towards the bottom of the singer's range. There aren't many big leaps present, just small steps and skips going up and down a mostly pentatonic scale, and the phrases are short and fragmented, unable to express herself fully or at length. When the refrain proper comes in, it doesn't become a completely different song, but Diana has clearly stepped into her past memories. The guitar and shaker kick us into tempo, and lyrically she is digging deeper too, with both alliterations and assonance. The titular Miss the Mountains, the Manic Magic Days, and the Dark Depressing Nights. Harmonically, she moves into more standard chord progressions, though with the same pedal tone in the bass, it still has somewhat of a dreamlike quality distanced from her current reality. The bridge becomes even more alive, with not only busier harmonic progressions, but outright modulations too. When the chorus returns, she moves into yet a new key, activating the nostalgic lyric with more riffs and stronger, higher vocals. When she finishes her final, I miss the mountains, I miss my life, she is not resigned, far from it. Instead, she takes her pill bottle and flushes the remaining medication. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, so it's been, what, eight years-ish since yeah. we first met. Uh, you were playing opposite Stephen Bogardus in the 
unauthorized autobiography of Samantha Brown, which is finally renamed The Mad Ones. I don't know if you uh, picked up on that. I did. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing. Whatever they call it, it's a great yeah. show. And do you know what's happened to so many of the people in that show? They've gone on I to do, was, like, huge things. Yeah. yeah. It was a good luck show for people. It really was. Megan Fahey, who's mm-hmm. in a TV series, on, is on Bravo. She's amazing. I'm still in touch with her. I love her. And uh, her, her friend. Lisa Benoist. And, yeah, is our Supergirl. <laughs> I actually looked at her and I said, are you going to do musical theater? Do you want to do musical theater? And and she said, Well, I'm thinking about maybe going <laughs> out to LA and trying some, you know, mm-hmm. auditions. And then she booked Glee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've had a, a very varied and successful career. Talk about what your journey to your Broadway debut, which was uh, Diana in uh, Next to Normal. Yes, it was. Um, so I started out doing um, this wonderful show. I don't think we realized how great it Well, we knew it was wonderful, the show, but the opportunity to sing on stage with a full orchestra was with the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. And I sang opposite Michael Crawford, <laughs> which was a trip. And I made some great friends. We toured all over the States, uh, UK, Australia, Japan. And uh, that sort of led me over to the UK. And uh, I ended up getting a, a weird audition from that to sing, um, bizarrely, someone saw me in that and said, huh, would you like to audition to be a backing vocalist for Brian May from Queen? <laughs> Queen? Opening for Guns N' Roses? Of course, the natural <laughs> from singing Andrew Lloyd Webber to singing Queen songs. You know what? When you get a call like that, you mm-hmm. don't say you, no. And you don't ask questions. You make it happen. <laughs> you just go, okay, I'll be right over, flew over, mm-hmm. and, and booked the gig. And, and from there, stayed in the UK. And at that point, I'd only been working on work permits. Um, so it was really difficult to stay around and audition for stuff without having actual residency and work permits. But somehow I managed to get into a, a West End show, which is the Roy Orbison <laughs> musical called Only the Lonely. From that, went back to my more theater roots, Android Weber, and did mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, played Betty Schaefer. They took me over to uh, Australia to do that with a little known Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> and I unfortunately had to kiss every night. And then I stuck around the UK and I did a bunch of stuff there, a couple of leads and some West End shows. Mm -hmm. Including some songwriting. I did as well. I would go, um, that was the beauty of my time there. Um, I ended up becoming a citizen there after 11 years. So um, I did a West End show and then I would uh, leave that show and then I would do some songwriting and Mm -hmm. go to the songwriting clubs and and um, perform, you know, every day and meet new writing partners. And I, I got a record deal uh, with Jive Records and uh, did that for a bit and just kept bouncing back and forth to theater. It's just an awesome, awesome time. Did your time in London kind of get the ball rolling for your New York opportunities or did you feel like you were back pounding the pavement? I kind of, I mean, in a great way, I felt like the new kid mm-hmm. again, but um, only a little bit more tired <laughs> and a little bit older. And with a baby, I mean, literally, I'd be like, excuse me, can you hold my child? I'm just going to go sing 16 bars. You mentioned the, the tour you did with the Andrew Lloyd Webber show, and that was alongside another one of our mutual friends. Yes, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moore Land, Land. Uh, where, where you're doing a Linda Ronstadt concert. That's again. so good, yes. uh, I saw the first performance, I guess, what, a month and a half ago or so. Thank you for coming. And that, that was neat to, to reconnect with you. Uh, in your capacity as a backup singer, which, you know, seems seemed old hat. You and Joel uh, was the other 
vocalist who did the vocal arrangements. The three of you together right. were just stunning. Joel Wagoner, uh, Elizabeth Ward-Land, so many wonderful people working on the show. Um, mm -hmm. I love, I've, I sang with Liz, obviously, the music of Android Weber, yeah. but also when she did her album launch, mm -hmm. um, uh, I was there at Barnes & Noble singing with her. That's great. Um, so, and we've been dear friends ever since. And you have one other residency at Green Room that you sing with? I Is do, right? I sing with Francis Raffel. Do mm -hmm. you know the uh, original Eponine, a Tony Award winning. Yes. He has a monthly residency there at Green Room 42. The next one is October 20th, I think. Great. Yeah. Was there a, a history there between the two of you, or were you matched up by someone else? Um, bizarrely, uh, we've been told about each other for years. Uh -huh. We only met here and, and not there, but a million friends have said, oh, you guys have to meet. We are... When you were in London? Yes. Okay. We are Virgo sisters. We are, we have the same birth date, same year, same exact. Oh, wow. So we, when we finally met, mm -hmm. um, we just connected. So let's talk about uh, getting into Next to Normal, what the role was like, and uh, I think, uh, I don't want to speak for you, but importantly, uh, standing by for Marin. So I was planning on doing another show at the mm -hmm. time when I got the call. I was going to play Lady of the Lake in Spamalot in Chicago. <laughs> would have been great, right? But Broadway called, literally. You're starting tomorrow. And um, so I went in very quickly and learned the role very quickly. But there were only about seven weeks left of the show. I did the last seven oh, wow. weeks. So it was very fast. And Marin had not gone off. Um, she'd never missed a show in her run. And then there was that phone call one Sunday morning saying, You're going on. So um, that was a bit of a shock to everyone, but, um, but yeah, I did it and I was so grateful um, for the experience because to learn something that mammoth and not get to do it is just um, such a shame. So, but it is so difficult. To, it's not something you can ever be great at because you really, you need a run of it to just work some stuff through, so. Did they give you a put-in rehearsal? Um, I had a put-in, okay. yeah. But I had never done it with the cat, with the, with the, oh. with the uh, with the full the cast starring team. cast, yeah. So, um, and I, I did it with Jason mm -hmm. Daniel. He was absolutely wonderful, and Kyle Dean Massey, and and Megan Fahey, and, and just mm -hmm. everyone was just so um, wonderful, and I just appreciated. I actually went on to do the show regionally from there. I did it at the uh, Alliance Theater in Atlanta, oh, sure. and Jiva Theater as well, mm -hmm. with Scott Schwartz directing, and that was just a wonderful experience because I had the knowledge, and then I was able to sort of we, we were able to create our own. And, and uh, Alice's words, this is an Alice Ripley song, and she's <laughs> absolutely right. She, it is, is her song, she owns it, and I'm just borrowing it for the day. So this is at a point in the show when um, she's feeling very flat. And I, I remember my sister saying this when she, because my sister also went through a slightly similar journey of um, electric shock therapy and, and a lot of the things that were involved in hallucinations and very oh. similar um, diagnoses as well. And she, um, would say how flat she felt, just um, numb. Like they medicated her and suddenly she didn't want to paint anymore, she didn't feel alive, she just felt um, dead. Now you have a show, a uh, one woman show of mainly songs that you've composed, but uh, you performed it up in the Berkshires, what, this past summer? Is yeah, I've been right? working on the show. Um, so um, some people know and some people don't know mm -hmm. that um, I was diagnosed with um, bladder cancer two years ago that went into my kidney and I had my left kidney that I named Kiki. Uh, she was removed on uh, September 11th, 2017 of all days. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my journey with that, because then it went fully into my bladder, and so there's been a little bit of a, a, a trip with it, but sure. knock wood on the floor all as well so far. But I've written my uh, my story into a bit of a, a musical, but it's not one of those. Right. But there is some 
some uh, funny bits to it, mm -hmm. some touching bits to it, I, I hope. And I, my out-of-town tryout, we call it, my out-of-town tryout, yeah. has been at Canyon Ranch. Um, they do a Broadway in the Berkshires series sure. there, so I asked them if I yeah, could. That's like a retreat center, is that right? Yeah, it's a, uh, well, it's a luxury spa. A luxury spa. If you haven't been there, you need to take your wife. Save your pennies, <laughs> though. Save my pennies. Yes, it's <laughs> lovely. And do you do Miss the Mountains as a part of that show, or am I making that up? I actually do, yeah. Okay. It's part of the journey because sure. um, I talk about the anxiety of, of illness and and um, how there have been times when I've had to I, I mean I'm not a drugs person I love mm -hmm. supplements and any natural remedies that you can find but there was a period of time where I've, I have been and I'm not currently but I have been on medication and it's helpful
part of your recovery and your process was doing some original writing uh, through an organization that we were both a part of called Visible Inc. Yes. And uh, um, this past year, the piece that you wrote that we performed was uh, a beautiful tribute to Marin and uh, kind of that mentorship and not only as an actor but also as a, as a, as a cancer um, so Visible Inc. is a wonderful program and I'm thankful to Marin and Jason to introducing me to it. Mm -hmm. So we were coming up with ideas of stuff to write because I, through this illness journey I've been published like five times with all my stories and I've really, I was a songwriter and now I am a, a, a blogger apparently. Um, so um, we were talking about Marin um, because she had passed last year and, and knowing she was involved in the program he said why don't you write a piece um, for her, and I thought that's just a great idea. So you have a daughter. Your second album, uh, Gems for Ruby, is that the name? Gems for uh, Ruby. Ruby is your daughter, and these are songs that you curated for her, or what, what was that uh, relationship? Well, basically, I was asked if I want to do this concept album, so we wanted to take songs from the 70s and 80s that we loved and turn them into ballads, okay. so, uh, which is really difficult to do because they had to be well-known songs. Mm -hmm. And by rights, those are songs that already work at the tempos that they were written in, right. uh, which made them the hits. So it's really difficult to find songs that, that work like that, but it, it was a great challenge and, and they chose some good ones and I, I chose some good ones and, and my favorites, they're all my favorites. So I wanted Ruby to know these songs. Uh, I did one song, uh, Somebody to Love by uh, Queen, and Brian May played on it for me, mm -hmm. and uh, that was awesome. And I did um, Summer 69, and um, that was, Brian actually sent that to uh, Brian Adams nice. and Jim Valance. Um, and actually, Jim Valance and I are now doing a show together, all because of that album. That's amazing. Jim Valance and I are doing a show at Birdland on January 28th uh, at 7 p.m. Um, so we're um, just excited. So upstairs or in, in the downstairs? Theater. Downstairs. They're both really great venues. I love it. Love it there. With Brad Simmons playing piano. Mm -hmm. And the guys from Pretty Woman, because Jim and Brian uh, Adams just happened to write a little musical called Pretty moment. Um, and the rhythm section from that are going to be. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm excited. I get to sing all of their hits because Brian Adams isn't available. So. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for coming on. My if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up, uh, comment, share, and follow all of Catherine's work. Uh, this is really a pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.